0: It's always amazed me that Birmingham has got this feeling of being a bit on the back foot. So we want to be part of putting Birmingham on the front foot. (laughs)
1: hello everyone and welcome back to the birmingham food podcast that is breaking bread presented by two food obsessed mates liam Carl. i'm liam
2: i'm carl how you doing those things mate Buzzing good, good, yeah. It's the last one
1: we've made it this far, brother.
2: Yeah, we've got we got to the end of the series. We're having a little break now till January, and we'll start again. We've got another long, long list of people to get on. Yeah, I mean, this has
1: been uh, a roller coaster. <laughs> season was it season two or three? Season three, you
2: know what? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Series three has been an absolute roller coaster. I don't even know how
2: many episodes we've done. I don't know what series we I
1: feel like we were robbed of like. Three or four months due to COVID, probably even
2: longer, isn't it? Yeah, I feel cheeky when we say we've been doing it for two years, but really, it's, it's
1: three years, mate. And then it's oh, not really geez, three, three years because we've had COVID for like a year and a half.
2: Yeah. So there you go. But we're here. Still here.
1: And we've had some crackers. Yeah, no. I don't want to. I don't want to. I always feel bad because I say, "Oh, it's the best series we've had." But then, yeah, mate, it's, it's been pretty special, man.
2: We just get better and better. <laughs> More like a whiskey, we only get better. Yeah fine wine
1: yeah, well, that's, vintage. That's awesome, man. vintage
2: 2008 i ain't Fang. even i ain't even fucking joking i think we're doing a great job and anyone listening must also think we're doing a great job because they're listening no <laughs> they praise like self praise mate mate why not if you know you're doing a good job you should pat yourself on the back It's not enough <laughs> for that in this country
1: yeah it's, uh, exciting year is it uh, one thing we wouldn't have expected is openings and there has been a few openings been loads yeah it's been really good lots of exciting things still happening in birmingham i think birmingham people were just resilient aren't we like you know
2: yeah
1: it was... worldwide pandemic i do not give a damn i've got a restaurant to open <laughs> yeah, yeah man. i'm hungry i want some decent grub
2: <laughs> i need a beer yeah so Let's
1: get out there yeah some wicked stuff so this episode is um pretty much all wholly dedicated to the i would say the funnest Bar to open in Birmingham for a long while.
2: It's going to be a very special place to go, and I'm very, very much looking forward to it opening. So this episode is all about Alberts Schloss. Alberts Schloss. Mate, we've
1: done a podcast yeah, with the creator of it, and we still don't know how to say it. Yeah, I know I've been there. Uh... <laughs> he didn't correct us when we were saying it like yeah,
2: that. We'll so. go with Alberts.
1: Alberts. Yeah, that's the name, isn't it? If you know, you know it's Alberts, mate. Yeah.
2: But it's our oh, mate. It was a. We only had a limited time, which was good because we managed to keep to the um, interesting points. Because normally we waffle on and you have to edit it all out, but yeah. none of that with this one.
1: This isn't a three hour trying to squeeze it into an hour. This is uh, this is a good solid, I think it's 35 minutes of gold. Luck.
2: Yeah, we're really lucky. It's a lucky one as well because we've managed mm. to get the fellow that owns it all Neil, and... Like he's a great guy and his time is limited, like heavily limited. To get the interview, just to get the interview was good enough for us.
1: It's not like us jokers all the time in the world. The blokes are busy, man. He's a businessman. <laughs> yeah. owns multiple businesses and i from there. Actually runs the pubs as well. Yeah, has he has a good time in doing, them pubs yeah. and all. <laughs> so not like us, so... To be able to get a good solid half an hour with him was brilliant. You know, most places they going to get, like, the radio interview. It's like two-minute quotes and stuff like that. So we were very lucky to get that, thanks to Joe, as always, from the relationship.
2: Yeah, absolute star. I
1: say Joe. Joe and Becky, everyone involved with the relationship, they're all absolute gold to us, aren't they? And yeah. we were able to record at their office, which
2: yeah, was nice. really handy. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, this episode, it's all about... Well, it's not just Albert's, The own Zoom off in Birmingham, so we get to talk about that a bit. Rudy's, Rudy's, man. which is like fantastic place. said, so, did
1: we? we? could have done a whole episode on Rudy's, really. Yeah, Because like, we both
2: love it. Yeah, well, lots of people love it, man. But this is like a special episode, because obviously Albert's opens on the...
1: It's Monday the 6th, Monday the 6th and the 6th, this episode yeah. is going out on Monday the 6th. Yeah. Just a little secret, uh, we don't record these intros the day that the episodes go
2: out. No, we do this after, which is why I get confused about everything.
1: <laughs> yeah so this comes out on the day of opening so now you can get online and book and go now or just go after work go after work tonight you know it's, it's nearly christmas christmas Mate. spirit get out get it's in. it's gonna there. get on
2: the socials and it's gonna be on the feeds and people are gonna see how much fun this place is and it's gonna be a nightmare to get in there because it's gonna be so cool and so much fun if it's even half as good as the one in Manchester, it'll be one of the best places in Birmingham to
1: go. Where else can you go on a Monday or Tuesday night and just have entertainment?
2: So, even that Sunday, like Sunday day, just kids' entertainment on during the day while you're having your roast dinners and then, like, every night of the week, something to do.
1: There's something for everyone, and everyone seems to really just flock there in Manchester. All ages. We spoke about it before when we talked about when we went up to Manchester to see it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I've the just, most
2: inclusive bar I've ever given in. Yeah,
1: and it, you, we can tell by talking to Neil like, how much effort they put into making that the case. Like.
2: Yeah, they want everyone of all walks of life to feel welcome in that place. and As should be the case of every place, unfortunately it's not, but this place is definitely somewhere for everyone.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. I hope you enjoy this interview as always, as much as we had fun making it. Really grateful for Neil for his time and... Just really good chat with him, really like getting inside his head and great conversation. Yep. Massive thank you to all for listening this series and we really look forward to coming back next year. January we'll be back. I know I normally say that and then we're like back three months later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got stuff lined up for January so we'll definitely be back.
2: Yeah, we've got a long list for next year. Bigger
1: than ever. I think next year might be, with no, hopefully, touch wood. No, uh, none of the big Cs. Yeah, I better not yeah, say the big C actually that's something else oh uh, yeah it's <laughs> <That's> not <like> COVID <laughs> hopefully no COVID next year and we can just plough along with all the exciting stuff we got planned and we'd love to have you back have a great Christmas everyone uh, maybe we'll catch you at Albert's one night dancing on a bench eating sh- schnitzel yeah. <laughs> that'll be me yeah <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen
2: Neil yeah.
0: No boy, you right. Good to have you on. Really appreciate your time. How are you keeping? Keeping good. Just driven down from Manchester. Oh, you drove straight from there to here? Yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> yeah, the hardest bit's probably
1: when you get close to Birmingham.
0: So <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where the traffic does build up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it was fine. That's good. It was a lovely afternoon and uh the sun was shining. So it was yeah, quite relaxing.
1: Good. We like to get a little bit of history first before we get into the reason okay. we're here obviously we're here for albert slosh how did you get into hospitality now
0: well i was born in uh in the north of scotland a place called inverness where my parents uh, were involved in hospitality and uh, when i was about six or seven years old they um <clears throat> purchased a small hotel so between that time and when i was about 20 I lived in a hotel. So, uh, you know, I learned all kinds of aspects of hospitality, the doing of it, being a chef, being a porter, being a barman, being a gardener.
2: <laughs> and I, was,
0: uh, and I, I watched my uh, mum my principally, because my dad was more the accountant type, and he couldn't really boil an egg, but I watched my mum, uh, you know, uh, deliver her brand of hospitality from for a young age. And there's lessons I remember with that from then. So that's how I got into hospitality.
1: You so you seen that
0: and you thought that's for me. This is all. Did you even have a choice about it? Really, not really. Oh no, no, there was no choice. No, <laughs> it was great fun. It was a, it was a, it was a tiny place, and over those years it became quite a big uh, you know development of a hotel with all sorts of sports facilities and all the rest of it. But yeah, it was uh, after working in holidays. after after school and holidays we uh, we all mucked in which was great fun it was like um, i always remember it being a bit like living in a small town where everyone knew each other and their guests came in and out each and uh, so it was yeah it was a formative experience and i look back on it with much fondness
1: hard work as well
0: yeah it was hard work it was hard work yeah we did uh, uh, yeah it was we used to do two or three hundred lunches and two or three hundred dinners every day. You know, and then it wasn't quite the same in those days. It was, it was all the technology and all the stuff wasn't around. It was pretty much you're getting in and doing it, which, yeah, I worked, with it. I worked with some pretty cool chefs, I remember, taught me a few tricks. And, uh, yeah, it was grand times. Still grand times now, so can't, look, can't be looking back. <laughs> a
1: few bad habits as well in the kitchen back there.
0: I don't know who <laughs> did <laughs> yeah, They used to call me Jack Flash
1: <laughs> Jack Flash
0: because he used to Flash the veg, oh, right. <laughs> 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 <my> veg <laughs> so that takes you
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've not done a podcast with the PR in a room before <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's going to be like blam <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you go on to run the hotel yourself or
0: nope yeah, my 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 parents decided to, to to divest themselves of the hotel, and go and live uh, in Europe for okay. the later years of their lives. They'd done that for quite that kind of thing for quite a long time, and made a proper pretty, pretty good decision to go and relax themselves. So so that wasn't an option, and uh, probably I wouldn't have, I may not have done it anyway because uh, you know. Went off to london and learned some new tricks down there and then fell in with my pal roy ellis we started doing bars which is so about 30 years setting year. up your own bars about 30 about 30 to 31 years ago we opened our first bar in Under underline which is uh i call it a suburb it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, on the edge of, of, of greater manchester it's a hard town hard little town we, we opened up opened up a, a pub bar there called chester moonshines very busy place and uh from that point onwards we uh, bought quite a number of small pubs and uh nightclubs in east manchester rochdale Oldham. those kind of salubrious places yeah. over three or four year period we did we did that and uh, that provided the base for what then became uh, we we called it Inventive Leisure, and it's now known as Revolution Bar, Bars Group, which uh, about twenty five years ago we did the first one of them, Oh, wow. or twenty six years ago actually.
2: And how involved is this? More you invested in them, or you no, we did set them th- up. No, and no we you we ran we we, did we, all we all
0: invented that, and then did that for about twenty years. When we moved on, uh, about f- six years ago. Onto pastures new. Nowadays it's all about Rudy's and uh, uh, Slosh's, Albert's Slosh. Yeah, so we should bring you. you Is this when you set up Mission Mars? Mission Mars, yes.
2: yes. And people won't know the Mission Mars side, but they'll certainly, Birmingham will definitely know the stuff that you already own in Birmingham. So you've got Zoomhoff. Yep. And Rudy's Pizza. Yep.
0: And that's already in Birmingham. Yeah, and uh, Zoomhoff was uh, a child of COVID. That, that site was became available during during the first lockdown. It's hard to remember which lockdown was which. We, <laughs> yeah, they've all merged into one. But I remember we uh, we opened it really out of just uh, you know, during all, all the lockdown. Stuff it was extremely worrying time for lots and lots of people. We wanted to be not just preparing to reopen what we had. Try to try to bring something new around. So some was fun, it was, you know, pretty. Good good little project down there and it also got us um, even more involved with Birmingham haven't because I think you've just said but we've got Rudy's Pizza in town. Yeah. And uh yeah you know, we did and we did think we were going to be in the position to sign the Paradise their Development which will shortly become an office office, launch launches Armistos. So, Zoom off was a, a very important foothold to in town to bring, to bring connection to with, uh, between us and to, you know, people in our industry, uh, other um, operators in the industry, and critically, entertainers and um, um, people involved in the dramatic arts, etc. In town.
1: Was it? Did you start reading first before Alberts, or did Alberts come first? In, in Alberts,
0: Manchester? Alberts was first, and then. Rudy's came quite soon afterwards.
1: How did you decide
0: on the concept of Albert's? Um, in the past, we the Revolution Bars, the idea behind Revolution Bars was, um, you know, flavoured vodka shots as well, USP. In The first one was like done out like a Russian tea room. Um, and it did, that was driven by a need to be differentiated, which is a word that's used quite a lot in our industry, sometimes, uh, you yeah, get me too type brands, and they don't seem to hang around quite so long as ones that are genuinely different, so mm. even O'Neill's Irish Bar, right, that's still around, and that is, you know, it's had its um, authentic Irish bar back in the day anyway, you know, it may have become slightly come away from that slightly now but it is a, a you know a, a, an irish field um environment that sticks to its guns and that sort of thing was in our mind when we were thinking about revolution so the vodka thing would give it its um you know usp and then we did revolution to cuba and then that, that majored in sort of Cuban aspects of Cuba food uh, and rum which is another thing but over all that time we've been thinking about beer halls and beer halls in Germany and Europe in particular and they can they're very interesting some of them are massive places you know with thousands of people in there at times Uh, and but they're also a little dry you know and very meal heavy and um not very comfortable in some in some instances so we we thought about doing a beer palace rather than a beer hall and one of the things we, you know, we wanted to make it be much more inclusive than uh, that perhaps a beer hall would be which as I said before generally speaking they're patronized by lots of beardy boys and all that so we we like beauty boys, but we like all kinds of other people to want to like, come in there, and that's the thing. So that that's what drove Slot. And Also, at the time, this whole beer revolution was taking place, and with you know with the smaller breweries coming, popping up all around the country, IPAs, you know, switching a bit, a bit away from lager. Yeah. Of course, Bavarian. Um, although Bavaria itself is now b- b- brewing some interesting ipas and and Czech republic the same but their 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 history is all about lagers pilsners and um you know the, the the beer business is still pretty heavily skewed towards lagers so we thought rather than going into the the crafty thing let's bring these crafty products across from germany and uh and Czech republic and uh, provide an authentic, you know, pretty much craft product. These things, these these products have been brewed in the same way for the last hundred and fifty years. Some of them. So that we thought that's a great unique hook for uh, to be one of the basis of our USP and slots, and then we could add in by making it more of a palace. We could add in this entertainment, which we thought would be attractive. <laughs> that would be attractive to a broad kind of community mm. so it's we're
2: hopeful the, the,
0: the, it's seven nights a week isn't it the entertainment seven nights a week entertainment yep and uh we built up to that in manchester we're going to be going we're going to be going from start in birmingham seven nights a week of entertainment i mean there might be the odd uh, you know night or two just because of the supply side of it i'm not sure although we've got a great reaction from the creative community of birmingham but we're going to go for seven nights a week and uh, the rosters of entertainments will be on the socials pretty soon.
2: The beer is a really special thing Yeah, well, around, there's a, isn't it? Like, well, I, we uh, tried the beer there and it's just so much nicer than most beer I've had anywhere
0: else. Well, the, the Pilsner Ocal, which is one of our major lovely beer brands that we are really close with, that's an unpasteurised product that comes across from Czech Republic on a weekly basis um and comes to us about as fresh as it would be at, at the gates there's a very big pub at the gates of the, uh, the pilsner Cow brewery in uh, pilsen in czech republic and it's exactly the same freshness as it would be there so it does give it a different quality you know it's a pure fresh beer it will not, never be served. Once we open the tank, we've got seven days to sell it. Luckily, they're going to go a bit quicker than that. these tanks of beer. Yeah, I'd give it a yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we've got uh, other Czech and Bavarian beers. The one that springs to mind is Polener, which is uh, a Bavarian, one of the, one, one of the seven, uh, so beg your pardon, six main pilsons coming out of, uh, out of Munich. It's a Beerfest, one of the beer fest brewers. That's a lighter, a slightly lighter Pilsner than a uh, Pilsner and Kel. So yeah, that gives them a range, but then we've got, I think we've got 17 other taps going on in there with mainly um, Lagers and Pilsners, but also with uh, some IPAs and some local brews as well. To, 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 to it's good a timing
2: because it feels like Lagers going through quite a resurgence at the moment anyway. A lot of people seem to have Done the craft scene now. They just want lager. Well, do, I think
0: I think during during lockdowns, people drank a lot of craft and then a lot of experimentation. I think that's driven sales yeah. for them, you know, it's in supermarkets and in in pubs and restaurants around the place. But you know, that experimentation has also got people to into this, uh, you know, really exciting, attractive, and different products from. Other countries and, and our own country, obviously, they're being brewers all over the place doing it. So, I'd say that like, lager is being chipped away at by the IPAs, but lager is still a you know a very big player in the beer market. Yeah. yeah. Well, we other people we know, more people just drink lager than
2: drink craft yeah. beers. Yeah, yeah. And some have switched to craft and they've gone back to lager, isn't it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, there. Uh, sometimes the simpler things in life can be good as well. You know, some of the IPAs are very fruity and. Uh, you know, exciting taste wise yeah, just, just a nice pint <laughs> <laughs> yeah. back to basics yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What, what do you drink when you're drinking in Albert's
0: I must say in recent times it's been a back to the pearls of Raquel I guess that's a little bit because again it was completely shut down during the lockdown so didn't get any of that for quite a fair period of time and went back to comes in a frozen glass which isn't a check we're serving it, uh, but we we love serving it. And of course, gas, I think, it's a g- even better experience. And um, I must say, uh, become re addicted to it. You know, so that, would, <laughs> yeah. that would be my drink. Might be, might be my beer of choice. You
2: know, it's not just beer, really, is it? Because you've got the schnapp side of it all as well. Yeah, schnaps, and, schnapps and we're doing our own flavouring
0: of our own schnaps in there. Which is really exciting and and fairly crafty, another job to be done. And we'll, I think I think the list of I think it's ten snaps going on on the list there. Mm. Uh, we've got and we obviously have a range of cocktails, Albert's cocktails and some and the classics. But in this one, we've got a Ludwig's Ludwig's Tavern, and there's a, there's a special range of cocktails a specific and only available Ludwig Tavern Ludwig, Ludwig Tavern so that's quite exciting new thing we're going to be doing yeah, that, that's going to be the little bar that's sort of above the bar little bar that's upstairs mm-hmm. overlooks the whole the whole scene really if you're, if you're in that bar which will be available for a private hour I've <laughs> <laughs> got my number well, I know. Uh, uh, um, that I think will be quite an interesting place to spend an evening with your pals or for a birthday party or a What's the capacity of that room? About 50, 50. So, so it's not massive. It's no. got a balcony. Gosh, it's got some interesting um, games to play up there. Um, and it's got, obviously, a full cocktail bar. So that's a little addition to the hobbit's offer. It'd be nice to
1: sit up there and watch the mayhem on far below. Like. <laughs> I think it will
0: be a very good um, vantage point. For good, you'll be able to see across the stage you'll be able to see the whole bar underneath and everyone around it
1: Yeah.
0: and uh, you'll be able to see that procession of people coming in and out so uh, it will be a good spot I might be to there myself occasionally actually. so we've got serious on the
2: entertainment the entertainment's fantastic Serious on the you didn't
1: al- say what
0: the entertainment was do you want to say what the entertainment was or? the entertainment? Yeah. well it's a mixture of stuff Monday nights we'll be, we'll be featuring featuring local djs from years gone by and um and more recent the idea is it's, it's called back to mine and it, we asked them to imagine for back to when they were a youngster in their room scratching and and what was what was the, the influences of the music that turned them into the you know the djs that they are coming are now so we get we get we get a little history history tour of music on Monday nights. Tuesday night is Coots Cabaret, and that is a, a, a bit of a melting pot for local talented talent skits, burlesque, um, yeah, yeah, poetry reading, um, you know, ukulele ukulele playing, <laughs> different every week. You could see it, uh, yeah, and, and that's fun. You've seen it, You've yeah, really kind of have yeah, it, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's backed up with a house band. Wednesday night is uh, our dueling pianos. We, we call it um, Baby Grand Slam. Wednesday <laughs> <But> Wednesday <laughs> called Baby Grand Slam. And this is where we have Julian pianos backed up with a band. And we play requests from the audience uh, all night long. And it's a pretty rocky thing. Lots of colour and excitement. Thursday nights are... It's uh, where we seek out... Uh, local and national touring bands, or uh, tour around pubs in the area, or they might tour around smaller venues, small smaller concert venues, or even larger ones actually. And uh, that's always a bit different, so you get a variety of different kind of acts, music acts, um, on Thursday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday nights, a house band early show late uh, and, and later shows we have lots of colour dancing promenades a little, sometimes a little vocabulary cabaret in there and then Sunday is a variety of um, entertainment in the afternoon hopefully gonna give a, yeah, some, lots of smiles to the family the whole family so you're gonna find choirs in there you're gonna find big band sounds You're going to find Walt Disney um, presentations. You're going to find gospel choirs. Uh, And then in the evening, we have our industry night where we hope that all the youngsters, not so young, who have been working hard in the bars and restaurants of town, come down. We treat people from the industry to some special prices on Sunday night. Yeah. And, uh, and, and And we create a bit of a party for those people that have not been able to party because they've been looking after everyone else who have been out and about. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a good idea,
1: yeah, you? yeah, Yeah. You obviously take the... It's called
0: Testify. That's called Testify.
2: testify. testify. And there's no charge for coming into the places to see this entertainment. No, no charge, no charge.
0: No,
1: it's really impressive. We've in we the cabaret up in Manchester, but I was really impressed with the quality of it. Like, it's not just an afterthought. It was, like, <laughs> top-notch, wasn't
2: it? It's everything. We had a cracking night, and everyone we know that goes to Manchester, it seems like your
0: place is the place to go in Manchester. There's a lot of good places in Manchester. There's lots of good places in Birmingham. There's plenty to go around. But, you know, and like I say, everyone's trying to be, stand out a bit different. Doesn't mean necessarily better or best yeah. or anything like that. But we do this, you know, inclusive show, which has lots of different facets in it. But it's a bit oh, I think one of the things is it's always rehearsed correctly. And our artists are, you know, Encouraged, we, we create an environment where they are happy coming to their work. That's what we try to do with everyone who works there, actually. Like... And you know, and, and I know there's plenty of competition in the live music scene in Birmingham. We'll just, we'll, our one will be a bit different. It's kind of like, I think we probably were thinking about it actually in the car. We probably don't attract people who are so much who are very regular um, live concert goers, they'll be occasional. Um, and will attract people to come to it that are can be aged from early twenties to you know late sixties and early seventies <laughs> in, in, in 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 you know on a weekend night. So to have that kind of feel it's pretty broad. So you you won't find you won't find any single genre being played by our bands mm. and you won't find our DJs playing at, at one type of music in a night. It will always be going around the houses trying to get everyone in the room smiling. That's one thing I noticed when we were there is just how inclusive the place is
2: because we've seen every type of person you can imagine all in one venue and it was a bit unusual to because it's not a common thing to see but it was mm. so inclusive. There were so many, the variety of people.
0: I think that's a function of, uh, it's, it's a function of the strong marketing of some places. So you market something really heavy into a certain music type, and you're going to attract a certain type of person. In, in 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 that case, we specifically didn't want to be like that. We wanted to be inclusive. We wanted to be, you know, cool with you know, any kind of sexuality. We have a really strong link with the queer community. In, in manchester and I th- i'm extremely proud of that actually that you know d- d- we can you know not just be having to you know, market to that particular group they those guys and girls feel comfortable to come in yeah the, the ones that do i'm sure there's others oh, that would prefer not to go somewhere else but they feel good to come in and mix around other people as do i hope anybody from any any community yeah, it's an important part of our business anyway it's something that if i'm honest yeah, we have to work. i think we all have to work on
1: i noticed the albert's it's a lot of places you go if you got on the table and started dancing you'd be straight out the door trust me I know <laughs> well the experience. tables it is it's the
0: benches are good yeah. the tables the tables oh, yeah, tables, the tables, the tables we um we reserve those for the singers to and the dancers to have a little prance on but no, the tables are a bit too high. The benches, we the bench. we think we, we, we obviously want to keep people safe. Yeah, you know, it's it, just a bit of fun.
1: It's good fun, No, Like there's a lot of places now. If you if you're a bit too loud or you're enjoying yourself too much, to get your straight out the door. But not Alberts. Like it, it felt like everyone was encouraging you to have a good night.
0: Well, it's, having a good night and um, being your being your own self and and you know having a great time, is what we're about. Providing an environment for, people. but to do that you have to have people who also wanted to, uh, also agree that the first thing is to people have to be kept safe, mm. and they also have to be respectful of those around them. So there are limits to the fun that people can have. It's our job to make sure that you know, people understand that, and uh, and have a genuinely great time, but not at the expense of anyone else's great time.
1: Yeah, but I feel like you do a really good job of it, better than most. I would say.
0: Oh, thanks for saying that you know you're only as good as your last gig so so we'll have to keep trying <laughs> to do it
2: so as well as the great entertainment and the brilliant drink the food that comes out of the place is phenomenal as well Was you, that really i, I think I you,
0: you came down to the kitchen didn't you yeah, yeah we came down met the, the boys the kitchen, met the bakers
2: yeah. yeah so yeah so it's not just restaurant like type of restaurant food you making bread in the mornings and selling it, and it, it's a whole We thing.
0: We bake our own bread, we bake our own sourdough, we bake our own burger buns, we bake our own buns for the bratwurst, we make our own flatbread for the kebabs. I think it's part of the, the sort of culture that we want to be providing pretty wholesome stuff. We want to do it in the sort of sustainable way as possible. So the best way to do that is to get in raw, raw ingredient, don't waste it, and, um, make it there so it was a bit like you know cottage industries in the past so you wouldn't normally find a pub and it's a slosh it's not a pub it's a very big pub mm-hmm. but you wouldn't normally find that in in, in there you know making everything on site i think you know pretty much everything we make we don't make our own mayonnaise we don't make our own ketchup we um i'm trying to think we, we do pick our own our own cucumbers we do do our, all our own baking as i've said we make all our own desserts. Everything is made ah, Our breakfast. We get a guy in Germany to make them for us. That's just sensible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Was that non-negotiable from the beginning
0: then? No, no. We, uh, honestly, we, we had a guy making them. Oh, that, here, not so much sausage. But
1: we, I mean, like, doing everything from scratch, like not doing what... You know,
0: uh, doing. We, we're, we're faced with that. Uh, the world is changing, isn't it? And uh, there's a, all kinds of pressures coming out of you know the COVIDy things. The, the you know the, our new relationship with our neighbours in Europe. You know, skills. Our, our whole workforce is now under pressure. We now we don't have enough people to do things, and it's been an enormous challenge for our kitchen teams all round, okay, all, all over the place, to keep up with the demand that's emerged post post COVID. So. Uh, Never say never we you know we wouldn't we wouldn't be tied to the post on something if something could be achieved we should give the same customer delight where perhaps with a food partner they could do that in a way that was more sustainable in terms of you know our ability to to, to provide you know people to man our kitchens etc it's, it's it's not. What I'm always saying is, you know, there's going to be different ways of doing things, but as a general rule, we make our own, our food, and we're proud to be developing chefs and kitchen teams that make a, you know, a, a hopefully delicious, well priced meal experience. I mm, thought
2: yeah, it was, so, anyway, yeah, really, really rated
1: they The kind of difficulties in hospitality if, like everywhere at the minute, everyone's talking about them. With everything that's going on, do you still love it? Like?
0: Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> I suppose you have to, really. It's not like you can half-ass it, really.
0: No, you, 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 it's an industry like, I'm sure, many industries. If you go in there and you're not committed to it, you get found out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to, I don't suppose everyone has to love it, but certainly I do. I just, you know, Must
1: got be immense this. stress, though
0: if it's so if it well again these days you know it, it, it used to be very very stressful in our industry but one of the things we have to work at is removing stress you can't expect people to look forward to coming into work if they're getting fully stressed out so we've changed lots of aspects of how we uh, our, our team members work over the last 10 years so i'm not saying it's not without its moments but stress at work is something which we've we, definitely trying to Reduce or, or, or eliminate from our from our environment and Slosh, mm-hmm. The best thing about the most, I'd say, the most important thing to make guests have a good time. If we can make our team members have a good time, then they've got a chance of making our guests have a good time. If you can't make your team members have a good time, you're going to struggle to make your guests have a great time. It's
1: you really say because it did look real fun place to work, didn't
0: it? No, <laughs> hey, even the
2: doorman was smiling. Yeah, no, that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? Why would you choose Birmingham as your second opening? Well,
0: Birmingham is uh, London in particular? Bir- yeah, we've done a business, as you say, you know, Zoom Half and Rudy's. But you know, in the, in the revolution days, we did some business in Birmingham. Birmingham is uh, a massive opportunity. It's got quite quite a plethora of licensed operations in the centre of the city. It's an untapped opportunity in terms of it's just the scale of the city it's way bigger than Manchester it's always amazed me that Birmingham has got this feeling of being a bit on the back foot so we wanted to be part of putting Birmingham on the front foot Paradise development was really attractive to see the go in there was you know exciting and they're fantastic operators Mm. and make a lot of right decisions so that, that that caught our eye and that because of Covid that site became available we just couldn't um, sea Master. So, we're delighted to we're coming to Birmingham. and really hope that we can create a new positive experience for people who are, out in the, at whichever time of the day, because we're open from breakfast time all the way through to near enough the, next, the breakfast time the next day. Just go, I think it goes for about seven hours overnight, and then go, we go again. Um, but yeah, the, so we chose Birmingham because. To massive city that can take a massive Pikachu bar, and <laughs> I think you know, critically the people are good fun, mm-hmm. and uh, you yeah, know, we were able you know, to make that connection through the Zoomhoff project, which showed us, you know, we'll be able to. It's not gonna be the same as Manchester, Birmingham's definitely gonna be different because it is different. Yeah. We're really looking forward to seeing how that unfolds. I'm sure,
2: it'll go well.
1: Was Alberts in place before you took Zoom off, or was it, you took Zoom off and it was that good you thought,
0: oh? So uh, I think Digbeth is a definitely a different market, isn't it? To yeah, where we're I going. Was. Uh, no, Alberts was. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was starting to. Be, uh, discussions were taking place around that, mm. but uh, Zoom off. Was Zoom off. That all happened in the three weeks from seeing the site to opening it. Yes, yeah, so we went into. I think it was a forty. Was it? Was it the fourteenth of July? It oh, all opened up the first time. Was it? Was it something it, like that. Something yeah, we were just saying yeah, yeah, we Something, something
1: like that. Yeah. Freedom yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. Uh, are you keeping Zoom off? is Zoom off going
0: to be its own thing as well. Zoom off? Yeah, it will definitely be, yeah. be working on down there. with Zoom off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's just a little less formal isn't it down there. So. Mm. It's always busy. Every time we
2: go past or try to get in, it's always. Yeah. Oh, let me check if there's a table. Oh,
0: there's a <laughs> lot of exciting things are going to take part. or continue to take part and dig around So, yeah, it's always great. So it opens on. Alberts opens on the sixth. Yeah? Jeff? that's right. Yeah, <laughs> sixth. That's right. The actual <laughs> showcase
1: night, but Alberts will be on the, the
0: sixth. Yeah. And you know we're going to be doing our very best to get everybody in who wants to come down and have a look. Uh, so please do come down and if there is uh, if we're a bit full up i don't know if that's going to happen i would not like to presume <laughs> we'll be inviting you back as soon as we can to uh you know get something on us so but uh, yeah it's gonna be a busy zone down there we've got the german markets so we've got everything going on we've got the ice rink going on we've got the big wheel you've got yes, everyone else bad, at it know. it's gonna be a bouncing <laughs> thing People can take the moment out of the schedule to pop by we'll be extremely grateful for it to see you. I'm
1: Sure they will in their masses and it was a genuinely exciting and exciting addition to the city and we'd both welcome massively that.
0: Yeah. Well thanks for having me boys. Thanks very no, much, Neil. No. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much.